My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. I watch telenovelas and talk about them with you and my friend. And here joining me again is our dear friend, Kimberly Michelle Padilla Estrada. Hi, Kim. Dulce. It's time to get into the juiciness of Caire Tentación. Oh my God. If you're listening and this is for some reason your first episode, I highly suggest that you go back and watch our previous episode where we break down Caer en Tentación, the 2017 telenovela starring Gabriel Soto, Silvia Navarro, Carlos Ferro, and Adriana Lubier, and listen to us talk about it because you might be a little lost in this conversation. So thank you all for being a listener. Shout out to you all. And I, I literally, I just want to get started. Let's go. So last we left off, Carolina is dead. It's not from the car accident. It's from a gunshot wound. Damian is still in a coma, so he's no help. And the mystery becomes, who killed Carolina? And possibly who caused Damian to be in a coma. Right, because let's, let's talk about that for a bit. Because I always said, my theory is that Damian is not going to stay in a coma. I don't think he's going to die. I think there's a reason why he's still alive, but we're not going to see him alive anytime soon or awake because then the mystery is gone. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, he has amnesia and doesn't remember. But I think he's going to stay alive, and so he knows. Mm -hmm. But I do think that he was like that that he was targeted in a way. So I guess what I'm trying to say is my theory has always been that the killer is from Damian's side of the story because there's a reason why he's alive and Carolina is dead. Mm. Because if the killer really wanted to, the killer could have killed both of them. True. And sure, Damian, like, you know, maybe the killer didn't expect Damian to recover or, like, be in a coma. But there is a reason. Yeah. So, real fast, um, other a few other major characters that we haven't talked about. One is Miriam. She is, she is uh, Damian's mother. Hates Raquel. And very much wants to protect Damian and knows that her son's a fuck up and knows all of that. But she's still very much like, I have to protect him because it's just protecting the family name and the family legacy. And then we also have, what's his name? The cousin? <laughs> um, Andres. Andres. Played by Arate La Torre, who I had only seen in comedic roles before this. And he plays a sleazebag. He plays such a douchebag character. Like, I hate his character with a burning passion. Mm -hmm. And so he's also from Damian's side of the family. However, I will just straight up already say, I don't think he killed Carolina. He is a too obvious choice. Yeah, even though... So, uh, really quick, let's talk about his motives, right? So, um... Um, I'm laughing because the Mian's family, they have this empresa. And Dulce is laughing now because for the first couple episodes, we were like, what in the world do they do? We're like, is it a restaurant? Is it a Whole Foods? Is it like a sweet tomato? What's going on? At some point, Aranza notices that in one of their office's doors, it says CEO of Linguini. <laughs> so we're just that's why we're dying over here but um so they have this impresa which adds a little drama a little juice because miriam 
the man's mom is consistently like uh, butting into the business, even though the man took it over from his father, who left it in ruins basically. So the man had to build it up, and he brought along his cousin Andres to help him. But we start to realize really quickly on that Andres was actually doing some shady stuff. At first, it's unclear if he's embezzling or what, but it seems like he might be embezzling, but he's definitely stealing products and selling them to to other suppliers on the low. And also another background on Andres, he's in love with Raquel. Yeah. And he has been from the beginning and blames Damian for stealing her from him. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's another motive. But he, the reason why I agree with you that it's not Andres is because he's a dummy. Like, maybe he's not a dummy dummy, but I just feel like... And yeah, like, you're right. It's obvious. And I will mention, again, going back to the entrada, two quick things about the entrada. So in the entrada, there's a scene of a man, definitely a man, lifting his arm with a gun. So we know the shooter, at least, was most likely a man, this man. At first, I did suspect Andres because I'm like similar build, similar hairstyle. But then, as we know, someone could have been hired, this and that. Um, And I will also mention as to like where the entrada might be wanting to point us is that there. So throughout the entrada, everyone's looking miserable. But right before we get that image of Carolina in the sky, um, we get this image of Raquel. And she's like pursing her lips. And it's like, I don't know, it's such a weird, like, and I feel, I, 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 this is the first thing I've ever seen her in, so I don't know her acting that well, but I feel like I know her well enough to know that every single movement, every single face facial muscle movement every single change in her inflection of tone it has a significance so the fact that they had her in this last image of her pursing her lips a little bit it's just like are they trying to make us think that it was Raquel Mm. but um yes definitely agree it was not Andres and going back to the part where you were like someone could have been hired we still haven't gotten answers as to who Santiago was paying in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Did he hire someone? Mm-hmm. And the other question becomes, who knew about the affair? Because, and this is all in the more present timeline. Actually, this whole discussion will mostly deal with the present. A little bit in the past, actually, now that I mentioned that. But a question becomes, like, who knew about the affair? Andres knew. Mm-hmm. And once the kids find out that their parents are dead, we see Nico flashback to a few weeks earlier where he received a butt dial from Carolina and he listened and it was Carolina audibly having sex with someone. Mm -hmm. He didn't piece together who it was, but once he finds out that Damian and her were having an affair, he's like, oh, that wasn't my dad. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think as of now, we've watched up until episode 43 and there is 95, 92 episodes so we're about halfway through, and so far, I think the only people we've been confirmed that know about the affair are Andres, Nacho, y... ¿Cómo se llama el otro? I forgot. Okay, it's Nacho. Nacho is basically the important one. And another person, and these are from Carolina's side of the story. Mm-hmm. And the reason they know is because one of them... By the way, fun fact, he's played by Johnny 
the actor who played who played Johnny in Teresa mm-hmm. plays this character, which I was like, yay, he's in another telenovela. And so he finds, uh, in the past, we see him, he finds Carolina and Damian together arguing and he realizes oh something's off here and the reason i also bring him up is because he's also the one that discovered teresa cheating in teresa dang (laughs) keep this man away from you if you're a cheater no keep this we want this man in every corner (laughs) in every street if you want to catch a cheater hire this actor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so he knows and he tells nacho Nacho is one of uh, one of the employees of Santiago. Santiago, as we mentioned in the last episode, he is an architect. He owns a construction company, and they primarily work with businesses and houses, renovating and all that. So he has his team, and um, Nacho is very much a father figure to that um, man, ill to Santiago, <laughs> and he's actually Nico's godfather too. Yes, so they're very close, and so he knew about the affair, mm-hmm. and he almost told Santiago. He wanted to so bad, and y'all guess why he didn't tell him? Because that same night, Santiago found out that Carolina was pregnant, mm-hmm. and he's all like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be a father again!" Da 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 da. And then that's just like, yeah, I can't tell him. Yeah. And so, yeah, in, in the past, now Carolina is pregnant. We all know that this child will be Benha. And we all know that it's most likely Damian's child. But in the present, when they discover Carolina's body, they found out the homegirl was pregnant. Again. This girl's fertile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so this, again, opens up for another motive. Like, did someone know about the pregnancy? And is that why she's dead? We do find out, which I was like, oh, shit. They were considering an abortion for the pregnancy that she was holding on when she was going to, well, when she died. Mm -hmm. That pregnancy, they were considering abortion. Mm -hmm. And Santiago and Raquel are discovering all these things together. Like, we saw them in the past, but they're discovering everything. They're finding new meanings in stuff that they typically thought to be mundane. When they find out about the affair, um, they they wonder if Carolina got pregnant at the family trip in Acapulco, which was another family trip they took, not the same one where... Where Damian fingered Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. There was another one. But no, they were fighting in that one, so they didn't. They weren't even together. This is a separate instance. And so they're trying to piece it all together. And this is where we get some of the best acting from Silvia Navarro. Ever. 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 And this is where we get the scene that I showed Kim when we were at Revolving Sushi. And I was like, you have to watch this scene, which I, I'll, I'll post um, on either TikTok or YouTube, one of those platforms. And the scene is... Carolina, Carolina, <laughs> Don't say it. I don't know. I'm getting to that point in the day. Um, we get a scene of Raquel basically breaking down because they find out, like, oh, they're going to leave us. like, And then Raquel pours her heart out and she's like, I was always perfect. I was always cheerful. I was never in a bad mood. I always did this. I did that for him. And she's yelling. And, and then she gets to a point where she's like, she has to be held down. And who's yeah. there to hold her down? Santi. Santi. And so we, we strayed a little bit away from the talk of, of theories of who killed Carolina. But I also want to spend a little bit of time talking about how the relationship between Raquel and Santiago develops. Yeah. So we'll talk about that and then we'll go back to like theories on who killed her. Okay. Yeah. So um, like Dulce said, 
it, it it's kind of like so like we mentioned Raquel and Santiago were always good friends I think it's fair to say even though Raquel called Carolina her best friend I don't think that's true from everything we've seen in the past and like Dulce said we're halfway through Carolina wasn't really ever even seemingly so a good well a best friend to Raquel but Santiago was like Raquel would literally call Santiago before anyone else when she had a secret or a worry or anything like that so they already had a really strong connection but um, we see them really start to like lean on each other and it's kind of like this of like you're going through what I'm going through so we're gonna stick together and in the beginning Raquel is very much obsessed with knowing more and more about the affair whereas like Santiago's like I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it but because that's her bestie he's like okay I'm still gonna go with you so one of the main things which I think hurts Santiago a lot is that um we come to find out that, like we said, um, Santiago and Carolina, they were dealing with financial struggles. And I guess uh, something that Carolina had always wanted was a beautiful cabin. And we come to find that Damian actually bought them a cabin. And they would frequently visit this cabin to get away and have their little affair. So it was multiple times where Raquel and Santiago would go up to that cabin and just see, see like all of these, you know, fixtures of this hidden life between their spouses. And then at the same time, like, just kind of I don't know, just heavily, heavily leaning on each other. And I'll also add, because I found this, again, a moment where I was like, are we supposed to root for Damian and Carolina? When they discover the cabin at first, Raquel, they're walking through it, she sits down on the bed, and she's and then she's like, is the agua. Oh it's my god. Bed. I forgot about that. Damian always wanted a waterbed, like a very childish thing. And he had it with Carolina. Mm-hmm. And in the house is all these pictures of them together. Santiago and Raquel look at them and they're like, we don't recognize who these people are. They discover a wine bottle and filled with it, it's a picture of them with a message written about how they want to find their happiness together. And there's a really poignant scene where Santiago and Raquel are talking to each other and they're like, we're, we're, we're the villains. Like, we're the bad people. We're the people that kept them from happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, we made them unhappy. And realizing that in, if the story was just through Carolina and Damian's lens, like, yes, we would root for them. And we would be like, they just want to be happy, but it's their spouses that don't let them but even then and this is something that i know because we keep straight because we were supposed to talk about santiago and raquel but something that really really made me dislike carolina and damian even more is that it wasn't just santiago and raquel that was holding them back it was their kids and you can see them from the beginning of their affair doing really questionable things as parents so in in Acapulco. Um, so something that I briefly touched upon in the last episode that Mia has some struggles. Content warning. Uh, this is about self-harm. All right. So Mia cuts herself 
And uh, from what it seems like, it's something she had been doing for a long time. So um, Lola, who again is slightly older and the daughter of Carolina and Santiago, she walks in on her while she's in the process of doing that. And she runs out. Mia runs after her. They're yelling. They're arguing. And Lola maybe says something along the lines of like, oh, like, you don't even know who she is or what she does. She's, you know, she's a liar or something like that. It wasn't anything truly horrible. But what happens is that Carolina instantly grabs her daughter and slaps her. And that was really hard to watch because you can tell, like, again, the acting was beautiful. You can tell that that wasn't something that was normal in their families if it ever happened. And the fact that when you watch it go down, you you see that, like, you know, Carolina instantly took, you know, her lover's daughter's side. She never even listened to her daughter. Something that continues on in the beginning, again, content warning, <laughs> this telenovela deals with a lot of heavy stuff. This next bit is about um, domestic abuse. So as we continue on from the past, we see that Lola uh, enters into an abusive relationship with her teacher. She's still in high school. And Lola, wanting to confide in her mother and talk to her about this, can never seem to hold her mother down because she's always running out the door to be with Damien. And Damien is just not there, not there at all. And they kind of admit to them slipping as parents when Carolina finally finds out the situation that her daughter's in and the man finding out the situation that his daughter's in. So, yes. So, to, to my point, I think very much so. <laughs> and a reason why I can never root for them is that in, like, their eyes, like, their kids are holding them back. And in the moments where Damian talks about running away with Carolina, it's always just with Carolina. And I think we should also mention that they were running away in the first episode. Not even with their own biological child, right? If Benha really is Damian's biological child, they were even leaving behind the child that they had together. So I just think it's incredibly selfish. And I was literally going to be like, this brings out an interesting point about when love is selfish. Mm -hmm. And I, to go back to Bella and Edward from Twilight. Yes, I know Bella and Edward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember being in middle school when Twilight came out. And when Breaking Dawn came out, everyone was talking about how the baby ruined the love that Bella and Edward had. Because it was like all of a sudden Bella cared more about her daughter than Edward. And it's like, it ruined the love. And I remember being like, huh, I guess so. And it's like now that I'm an adult and I'm older, it's interesting that dynamic where... Their love was so selfish, but also so strong that it blindsided them into not even thinking about their children, who they're supposed to love unconditionally, mm. and how their children... And I think Raquel brings it up when they find the bottle. It was not just Santiago and Raquel who were their unhappiness. It was their children, too. Mm -hmm. And that's so selfish. And to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think I hold... And uh, <laughs> I guess getting deep into me and who I am, I take having children very seriously, which is funny because me and Dulce have been joking about having a baby as a group project all week. But I really do see having a child as the absolute more most serious, more important, most important aspect of life. And I see like when when you become a parent, that's the first thing you are, and that's 
that's like that's who you have to be 24 7 and that's why i guess like i'm scared of being a parent because right now i'm not ready to be a mom 24 7 for the rest of my life you know that's what it is when you become a parent everything you do from that moment on it's about your child Mm -hmm. it's not about you so being someone and i will add i'm not a parent I'm not a mom, but just someone who grew up with a big-ass family, who always had kids, seeing a lot of people in my family having kids young. Like, that, to me, that's what being a parent is. And so the fact that they, like, violated that, and it really feels like a violation to me, it's, I can never root for them. And going back to to Carolina and Damian's rendezvous at this cabin, so anytime that they ran away together to be together, Damian would tell Raquel that he was on a business trip. And Carolina would tell them uh, would tell Santiago that she was mediating with her brother and his wife because her brother is basically like a shithead who has all these problems. They were using all these excuses to be together. And I'm going to use this to circle back to who killed Carolina theories. Because we haven't talked about Carolina's side of the story and possible suspects from that side. Mm -hmm. And one of them is her brother. Mm -hmm. Her brother, when he finds out that she's dead, is like, oh, like, I forget his exact words, but they were not nice. I know somewhere around the lines of like, oh, finally, that bitch gets what she deserves. And and so he's a possible suspect, although I will add, at, at her funeral... He, he he does show up. He's like we see him in the background, like not in the main action, but he does show up and he is crying silently. Uh, we also have Nacho, who knew about the affair, so he meets those requirements. And we we have the kids on both sides, which we haven't talked about. And so I guess what I'm trying to do is because I don't think it was on Carolina's side. I don't, and I and I really agree. I feel like your theory of like there's a reason why Carolina's dead and Damian's not is really solid because guns have more than one bullet. And if he was to the point where he was comatose, it would have been so easy to shoot him. And also in the episodes we just watched, Nacho is in jail as a po- as a possible suspect for murder because they found they found a pala. I don't know how to say it in English. A shovel. A shovel, thank you. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, I don't speak English anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, They find a shovel, and the shovel was used to hit, I believe, Damian. And the shovel has Damian's blood, and it also has Nacho's fingerprints. And Nacho's like, of course it does. Like, I use it for work. And so why I'm getting at this is because I don't think it's Nacho at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However... The pala and the gun are two very different weapons. So you're saying, oh, dulce. Yes. Oh, my God. So if I'm, okay, let me speak what I think you're saying. <laughs> so you're saying that someone, that we have two different whodunits. Yes. Suspects. We have one from Carolina's side who used the simpler, down-to-earth, Again, they're the poor couple. They're the poor couple. That totally represents them. And then we have someone from Damian, a hired assassin. Money, gun, technology. Oh, my God. (gasps) If that's the way it went down, that's beautiful. Because, again, like, breaking it down with you, and this is all something that I just formulated now, is, like, yes, it's all symbolic. And, again, in this telenovela, I don't think anything is wasted. Mm -hmm. 
I think everything is purposefully done from the shoe, from the color of the shoe, from the way Carolina was in the background of clouds to the weapons. I think it was two different people y que se juntaron. Like they were both like, it just happened to be that that night both of them went after them. And so that opens it up to like, we have two. We have one killer, but two attempted murders. Dang. And from both worlds. And from both worlds. And so I'll go back to Miriam. Miriam is shady. Uh, we haven't mentioned it, but she tried to kill Damien, her own son. Mm-hmm. At the hospital, she tried to suffocate him. And now she's at the hospital and everyone's being like, you have to declare that you're mentally unstable or they're going to put you to jail. We should say it was tri- it was an attempted mercy kill because she yes. didn't want to see her son suffer anymore. But still, very... But the, mm-hmm. but the fact that she had that in her, she fucking hated Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Raquel. And Raquel. And, and she... She oh. has a hired... And she, as soon as Damian became comatose, she was all over the business. Exactly. And she has the... Because, again, we going back to the entrada, there's a silhouette of a man in the gun. We, he doesn't look familiar. Who could he be? We don't know. It could be someone Miriam hired. Mm. It could be, like, she's a mastermind, but she hired the guy that she, that she has that works for her. And it could have been... Now I'm trying to be like, who killed... Who attempted to kill Damian? Yeah. Because... because <laughs> I I agree. I don't feel like it was natural. Because I think... Do, do I think natural was really, really upset knowing that, like, you know, like, his... his Basically, his son was being cheated on by this woman. Yes. But um, something that we didn't mention is natural has a son. And at the time that this was all going down, Bebo, by the way, <laughs> also love him. He's so hot in his hoodie. Anyways, so Nacho has a son. And at the time that this was all going down, Nacho's son was imprisoned. In a detention center in, a detention. in the United States of America. Yes, he was in the process of being deported. And so the whole time Nacho was scrambling, uh, dealing with a lawyer, trying to figure out how to free his son, how to bring him back home. And I just think Nacho had way too much going on to be like, oh, I'm also going to squeeze in killing, you know, my family friend. Literally, yeah. Or my family friend's uh, lover. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, last murder suspects I want to talk about. Because my heart is leaning this way. My gut Mm -hmm. is telling me the kids were involved. I definitely think Mia. Federico could never. I think Mia's too obvious. Federico could never. Absolutely. That's my son. I think that's... I think that's very possible. No. I refuse. I think that's very possible. I refuse. I think I think it could have been Federico, and I think it could have been Lola. I could see Lola because, uh, yeah, I see Lola. She's going through so much. Mm-hmm. She's going through all this trauma. Again, going back to her relationship with her professor, he's abusive. He kidnaps her, beats her up. Like, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And where's Carolina? With her lover. And so I think this presents a problem in her. And and another thing that has happened since the accident is Lola has been forced to grow up and become the mother to Benha. Yeah. And that's basically giving up her entire life, her career, anything she wanted to do to be his mother. And so who has more motive, I think, is Lola. She loves her dad. Her, mo- her relationship with her mom is super rocky. So I don't think she would go after her mom, but I think she would go after Damian. 
and get the problem out of the way. Because they always talk about how Carolina used to not be this way. And so maybe in her mind, it's like I get rid of Damian and then our mom is going to be back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, thinking about the logistics of like, okay, so how would it have to go down on, on Carolina's side? Someone would have had to find out. One, someone would have had to fa either know about or find out about the affair. Two, they would have had to figure out that Carolina and Damian were planning to run away together and the possible route that they were going to take on their getaway. And three, they would have had to have, like, the ability and the resources to get to that road, find them, and then Damian's a big guy. That man's a big guy. So if it was someone like Lola, who's tiny, I will shout out Julia's abs, though. Cause <laughs> she just, boxes. She boxes. Scroll down her Instagram. Her abs are insane. <laughs> but she is very tiny, and the man is very, very big. So they would have had to either out outpower him, which, I mean, I guess it's fair to say that he might have been a little woozy because of the car accident, or they would have had to surprise him. For those reasons, I... I think Lola emotionally has it, but when I think about the logistics, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And then also, something I just started thinking about is like, who who got hit first? Damian? Carolina? Because if someone, like, because, so we know that Carolina was running away, right? So could it have been that Damian was hit first, and then what, Carolina was running away for her life because she was scared of who had done it? Or... You know, like, we still don't know so much about the accident. Like, was there an accident and Carolina was running to get help? Like, we just don't know anything. Go ahead, because I see sorry, your face lighting Sorry, sorry, I just remembered the phone call. The phone call that Mian does to the, to the police. <gasps> oh, yeah, the phone call. So he, and remember, he's like, tienen que salvar a Carolina. Mm -hmm. So was he saying, I, I'm trying to remember if, like, this is just, like, I imagine it way too vividly in my head where I see him looking over to her unconscious next to him. Yeah, she is unconscious. That okay, that happens. So in that point, Damian is conscious. Carolina isn't. So the shooter and the person with the shovel had to come some point after that, which that tells me... That tells me, though, that Damian was knocked out first. That tells me Damian doesn't know who shot Carolina. No, because Carolina was running away. We saw That's that That's what I'm saying, too, though. Because Damian was conscious, Carolina isn't. So say the person with the shovel comes first. Oh. Hits Damian, knocks him out. And then they're like, Carolina's. she's going to be okay. Or she's, like, unconscious, so she's not a problem. Uh -huh. And she's not even a target. And then Carolina wakes up and sees the the damian like knocked out and she's running away but even that and that's like, when the shooter comes they like ugh, ugh, i'm trying to map <laughs> we're like we're, we're part of a forensic team right now we have like the red strings tying everyone that's literally what the show makes you but because i'm thinking about it and i'm like did damian get out of the car because how did they hit him with the shovel so he had to have gotten out of the car and then in the entrada we see that there's a phone in the ground in the rain and a man's hand picks it up there's just so much there's just too much we're just like i don't know no i don't think he would have left his wife for dead but maybe he didn't think maybe he was like okay she's breathing the ambulance is on their way presumably i can leave carolina but i do now i do think that damian got hit first okay and so i guess what we're settling in is there were two people involved mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> okay, there were two people involved. Damian was hit first, and then Carolina was killed. I think so. And maybe... <laughs> so then where, where I go back to is, 
Damian doesn't know who killed Carolina. Yeah. So when so, he wakes up from the coma... Is that going to be, like, a point of contention where he's going to also be like, who the fuck killed her? Yeah. And potentially a showdown? I don't... Uh, I'm, like, trying to picture, like, what would the show look like with Damian waking up? Because I agree with you. I think he's going to wake up. And it's, it's honestly hard to imagine. Because obviously, like, shame right he's gonna feel a lot of shame because he's coming into this world where his whole family knows what he did and then yeah like heartbroken because the love of his life is gone and probably really depressed feeling like he has no reason to live anymore and i'm i'm trying to figure out like how does that help the plot and i i just keep thinking about mia because mia visits him a lot and she goes out after raquel and is like you're not visiting him you've abandoned our dad mia is visiting him a lot when you come to watch the show something you notice about mia is that she's very controlling of everyone around her but especially of the people she loves she is very manipulative she's constantly um getting federico my baby boy into problems because she's like no you need to help me do this and she's very like it's my way or the highway um even before she really confirms what's going on she suspects her father of cheating she suspects carolina amongst other people and the whole time it's like i feel like that would be fine (laughs) even though it's not but i will add the whole time she's just very problematic in the way that she thinks because everything that she does she has to blame on her mother so even when she thinks her father's cheating it's like it's my mom's fault Mm -hmm. when she thinks like you know she um, literally says that she literally says that and you know um she she early on even before there's any kind of like sense or um uh any kind of um i don't know yeah any kind of sense that santiago and raquel are together she's constantly like you know asking her mom like did you do this with him are you know like she's just always after her mom and it's really hard to understand why and that's why i think um mia and her grandmother have a really strong bond because her grandmother hates her mom and is always talking shit about her in her ear. And Mia's like, you right. And like, you're the only one who's calling it out. Like, you and me are the only one who's calling it out. And they're just both like really, really horrible to Raquel. But yes, yeah, so to Mia... Raquel. To Raquel, not Damien. But we, we see Mia visiting her father a lot. We definitely don't see Federico visiting him like that. Other than Raquel, she's the one who's always visiting him. There's even a moment where she's like where she's like trying to tell her dad he she why does she mention carolina's name because they uh so early on in the first in the first few episodes there's a woman who pretends to be carolina very briefly and is like and so there's a false lead where the police is like we found carolina and so mia goes to damian and is like carolina's alive and his eyes open right and which is a big um hit towards towards raquel yeah who's like begging at this point she's still in love with him and it's her and it's like please come back to me like i Mm -hmm. love you like trying to resuscitate him no reaction Mm -hmm. but one word carolina and all of a sudden he's his eyes are open and i think it uh, maybe mia's also an obvious choice but it's just the way that she thinks and the way that she's controlling and the way that she's manipulative and the extremes that she goes to they make me think 
it could have been Mia. If any of the kids. Federico, never. Mia, probably. So who, so we can wrap this section up. Who are your top picks for who the killer is? Oof. Okay, so Mia. Raquel. (laughs) And I'm trying to think someone from Carolina's side. I can't. It's all good, pure people over there. Um... And then I'm like, have we even met the killer yet? I'm sure we have. Yeah. I Okay, I'm going to stick with top two. Raquel or Mia. Okay. I'm going to go with Miriam, Lola, Fede. Oh, okay. I literally was about to name all of them. Okay, no, I can't do that because I'm literally going to... I was about to name... Okay. Okay, here's, here's my thing. It's either... It's definitely one of the kids and definitely one of the adults. So for the kids, I would say Fede or Lola for least likely choice. And for the adults, I'll say Miriam or Raquel. Mm. And that's on that. All right. Keep my baby's name at your mouth. <laughs> and okay, finally, to wrap up this episode, we haven't even talked about the relationship between Raquel and Santiago. We have it. And oh my, just everyone, just hold on, hold on to your chairs, okay? Because they're really, like Dulce said, there's not a single moment that's wasted and each second holds so much weight and just leaves us so much to talk about yes so i think that's what we're going to talk next episode okay focus solely on their relationship but i'll leave you all with a small tease and that is caer en tentacion is based on an argentina telenovela called amar después de amar which translates to loving after love and so based on that title you already know that the couple that was cheated is gonna end up together or at least in a relationship i don't know if they're gonna end up together at this rate so in the grief and aftermath of the betrayal of the accident of everything santiago and raquel become more than friends but they can't live out their relationship because literally everyone is against them their kids everyone and the police even because then it becomes okay is this relationship new Mm -hmm. or did it start and is that the motive and why carolina is dead Mm -hmm. and so it comes it gets to the point where raquel is like we're literally hiding just like they did yeah and that's all i'll say and we'll save you all the discussion because i do believe that this is one of the most beautiful love stories and it goes into Kim's favorite trope, which is friends to lovers. Love it. And it's just, there's so much to talk about. We will be watching more episodes. So we, hopefully by then, we'll at least, maybe Damian will be awake from the coma. Maybe, who knows? But just know that y'all need to watch this telenovela. It's available on Univision now. Go watch it. It's so good. Now. And with that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I will see you again next week. Kim, as always, it's a true pleasure. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be back in the chair. Yay! (laughs) 